All right, you want to do the thing this week? That's your shtick. All right, Edgy T-Saw, episode 13. Bad luck. Welcome back. It is late August at this point, and uh, we took a break. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we're back. Hope you enjoyed the two video episodes. Uh, I saw a couple people downloaded them, so that was good. And I think it was somebody other than our moms, so uh, always a plus. We feel loved. Yes. So let's start out with I am Scott, and he is... Scott, also. Yeah. Scott Duarte, Scott Chanel. Uh, www.education.org is yep. where we're at. That's where you can find us. And our forums are up, so please come in to the site, uh, check it out, log in, stay a while. Uh, if you have something to add uh, and you don't want to email us, my email, well, I, my email is <laughs> scott at education.org. His email is Scott Duarte, S C O T T D U A R T E, all one word. Uh, at education.org. There are a couple of discussion threads already up there. Uh, Feel free to voice your opinion on that or create your own thread. Yep. And we we will check them uh, from time to time and add to it and get a discussion going on. Time to start building a community and uh, talk about us, talk about you, talk about whatever it is that you want to hear us talk about or see or get other people's opinions on uh it's pretty open at this point so we're easy yeah yeah so uh sorry about the screwed up schedule over august but you know hey it was august it's summer vacation and that's why we teach so um thanks it, for it wasn't completely void we did ha- put out the video this is true this is podcast true. so that was pretty pretty good hopefully yes yeah i hope you enjoyed that it was a lot of fun to make and uh yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. All right. Let us know if you want more of those, and then we'll that will motivate us to get uh, to possibly put out some more of them. If uh, if you can stand our ugly mugs and uh... yeah, we have faces for radio. So. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So this week, what are we talking about? We are talking about ready-made resources on the web that you don't have to really do anything to prepare the students for. You just click on the website, and it's there to help you. It's, yeah. it's ready to go. Cool. Cool. Uh, we're going to start with me? Yeah, we'll start with you. All right, cool. Um, I want to bring to everybody's attention a really cool site that uh, I had come across it a long time ago, but I just went back to it the other day. Um, it's uh, www.rightly, that's W-R-I-T-L-Y dot com. And uh, so www.rightly.com. What is it, you ask? What is it? It's an online word processor. What is it? It's a (laughs) word processor that's online. (laughs) So what you do is uh, you don't need an invite. It is now owned by Google, actually. Wow. Yeah, Google bought it maybe two, three weeks ago. And uh, they've taken it. It's Technically, it still says beta on it because everything Web 2.0 still must have a beta. On it, otherwise it isn't 
cool. <laughs> um, so what you do is you go in, you log in, sign up for the site. And um, I was fooling around with it this morning uh, quite a bit, trying to see what was there and what wasn't. If you need, if you like, if you want a really nice, basic, no holes, no frills uh, word processor that you can use from any computer that is connected to the internet, this is the place to go. All right, so that's one major distinction between just your basic Microsoft Word. Yeah, yeah, it's, and that's the big competitor is Microsoft Word. Now, uh, I hear you ask, what is the, what are the other benefits? What are the other benefits? <laughs> it's like Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> um, the biggest thing that I like about it is uh, it doesn't cost anything; it's free. Whereas Microsoft Word, if your school doesn't have it, or if you um, if, can't um, no go ahead I was gonna say can't or can't stand Microsoft steal. yeah uh, then it's it doesn't cost anything you can get on it very easy it doesn't put any stress on your your system um, I mean if uh, word is taking up too much space or opens too slow or whatever the hundreds of problems that people have with word um, this is a good alternative um, it's not, I mean, you're not going to go in and do a, like a, a newspaper layout okay. on it. Um, but if you're doing an essay or if you're doing a uh, creative writing or anything like that, then it has basic, you know, single space, double space, uh, about 16 fonts, which are all, you know, very Standard readable. Standard ones. Yeah, none, none of the Comic Sans or anything like that, but Verdana, Times New, Roman, um, and all of the point sizes that you would need for right. something like that. Uh, does indentations, does um, bold, does underline, italics. What about uh, inserting graphics into it? Yes, you can uh, copy images into into the program and uh, yeah, all of that all of that stuff. Um, it's it's fairly well rounded. It's not like I said, it's not you're not gonna be able to do absolutely everything. Like if you have a research paper that you need to do footnotes and and uh, you know, depending on the type of citation that you use, right? Um, it's probably not going to be the best for that. You could get most of the stuff in there, but you might have to take it to another word processor to add the superscripts and subscripts. But it does do those. Okay. So uh, you probably get all of it. Well, you um, mentioned. Um that you can access it from any computer. Yeah, yeah. But once you type your paper, mm -hmm. how are you going to access that at any computer? Huh? You you type your paper, you, you, it, save, you it. save it. How do you access it? Saves it, it on their on the server. Oh. So it doesn't save it on your side on your desktop side. It saves it on their side. Um which is very which is very cool because you can get at it anywhere. Uh, the other nice thing about it, it does have a collaboration thing. So you can share between friends, you know, a paper or between teacher and student. You can share a paper so the teacher can go and do edits and go back. Um, it doesn't have, uh, that I found, it doesn't have the the history. You know, like with Word, you can put corrections. Right, in, right. Um, where it just does a strike through and then types through. Um, I didn't see that anywhere on there. But... It depends on what what you want out of it, right? You know, um, I think it's fine. I think it works uh, very well as a 
Microsoft Word substitute, or if uh, if you're using OpenOffice, um, the word processor in OpenOffice. OpenOffice is also free, open source. Doesn't cost anything, but again, you don't have the benefit of being able to access it from any computer right. in the world. Um, now, this sounds like great software. Yeah. Um, it would have been great this past semester I did um, collaborative uh, project where I had students in groups of five and they wrote choose your own adventure oh, stories. Cool. Uh, each story was probably about 15 to 30 pages. Mm. We were all using Microsoft Word so they had to print them out and then work together to edit it um, then figure out how to individually make all the formatting and make it all look as if it was one book mm -hmm. Whereas if this could have just been put into the same project yeah, yeah. and they could all access it, it would have made it a whole lot easier. Yeah, that would, that would have been a good project for this, actually. Um, you going to do it again next semester? Mm, no, because it's a year-long class, so I, I can't do the same uh, thing. That's too, bad. that's too bad. But that brings me a question. Um, say you have a 20-page paper someone opens it up and then another person opens it up, can they be looking at two different pages? Uh, I, I don't know if two people can open the same project at the same time. Okay. It may lock out. Um, I, was, I didn't think to check that, actually. Um, yeah. So as with anything, just fool around with it and um, try to think of every possibility and test out every possibility yep. before you bring it in the classroom and look like the fool that I often do look like. <laughs> Yeah, I, we're going to put, uh, I will do my best to put uh, links to all of the things that we're going to talk about into the show notes up on the blog at education.org so you can easily click through, check them out and stuff like that. So, yeah, rightly.com, I definitely give it a thumbs up. It's, um, it's a cool but limited uh, resource and uh, I'm thinking, I'm doing a writing class next semester, so thinking very strongly that I'm probably going to switch formats to it um but you do a lot of your uh grading uh on the computer you, you have a largely paperless class yeah yeah and actually that might become an issue because i'll have to still correct it in word and you can save it and as a file that word can read um but i don't know if i send it back when i send it back to them if they'll be able to see the corrections and stuff so is it just a read only <laughs> word file or a read and write i um, think it saves it as an rtf okay which is a rich text format so they not can radio it. television film that's right okay um <laughs> so that they're <laughs> able to read and write it and read and write to it uh rich text if you teachers are out there and have students who are some have words some have in japan ichitaro or any other you know there are all these different things if they can't save it to doc files you should have your students save your text uh, files as dot rtfs because it keeps most all of the formatting and um, it's openable by pretty much any word processor that you can name that's cool because i never knew what RTF stood for or what it was actually yeah. it's it's better than dot txt dot txt is just a plain text file so no formatting no nothing cool um, rich text uh, the dot RTF um, is still a, a text file but it keeps as much of the it keeps a good proportion of the uh, 
the formatting that's put in on it. Does it keep as much as just the regular doc? Uh, well, it keeps the stuff that's that's over that pretty much any word processor would have. Um, if you're doing something special that Microsoft Word sets up, right. then you need a doc file. Okay. Um, but anymore, there aren't that many of those things. Well, true. No, the reason I ask is because I'm a Mac person, but the university is mostly PC. Sometimes when you drag even uh, Word files from cross-platform, the formatting goes out the window, or right, it right. formats to whatever my computer's set to. Yeah, that might be a bigger issue between like um, P, uh, Windows Word and Mac Word. RTF is a much better way to go. You're going to okay. be fixing stuff a lot less okay. um, by using that format. So. Excellent. Cool. Well, we're going to take a step back for the next thing. Um, Word documents or word processors are important, but if your students can't type, it's just torture watching them use the old two fingers to uh, spend an hour doing, <laughs> not those two fingers, yeah. spend an hour to, to type a paragraph. So online you can go to www.senselong.org, S-E-N-S-E-L-A-N-G dot org backslash typing and they have a free typing tutor that has lessons it has uh, speed quizzes and it's a great thing to do in your uh, computer lab two or three times so that the students are familiar with it and then let them do it at home if they have their computer at home or let them go to the language or to a computer lab outside of class and continue practicing now, with this one, is it uh, is it like the old typing tutors that I used to use where it was all canned stuff and you had to type whatever it was that came up on the screen? Can you do your own stuff? What? All right. Well, they have two. They have uh, the first, like, 12 lessons, and they practice the, the basic, like, F and J, F and J, F and J, and then it goes on. But you can also put in your own writing, a whole paragraph, uh, I guess when they're familiar with the whole keyboard, and they can practice typing a specific passage, uh, maybe something that you had them read as part of their reading assignment oh, or something cool. like that. So it can have that function. Nice. Exactly. So it's good, it's free, and it's easy to use. So yeah. that's um, a great thing to have them do at the beginning of the semester for any writing class. Mm -hmm. Because they might be familiar with their own language keyboards. Right, right, right. But they're not familiar with the English setup. Right, and uh, like, like as most of you folks know, except for the first-time listeners, go back and get the other stuff. Um, in Japan, the keyboards were in Japan. The keyboards have a slightly different layout. Like, uh, it's not big things, but little things like the at mark and the quote and the hyphen. Not the hyphen, the um, apostrophe and uh, are, are in just slightly different places and it takes it's just different enough to screw up somebody yeah. who's a touch typer you know you, <laughs> you can tell i hate japanese keyboards yeah, you can tell who's a touch typer because it goes through and the don't looks wrong <laughs> <laughs> and uh the qwerty part is still fine mm -hmm. i've been thinking about trying to teach myself the dvorak keyboard dvorak the what 
Never mind. It's a it's a different <laughs> it's a different keyboard layout that keeps the most used keys in the main in the home row. Uh huh. And uh, it's designed to for speed, for typing speed, because uh, it's mostly everything. Most of the words come in the the one. Oh, uh, the R's and the S's and the T's are in the home. Yeah. Well, S is usually in the home. Yeah, it's like under the home keys and stuff like that. And so the typing is supposed to be much faster. These keyboards, the QWERTY keyboard, okay, trivia time. QWERTY board was originally designed to limit the speed that you can type at so that because it Your fingers designed, can keep up with your mind? Uh, no, actually. So your um, mind can, or vice versa? Or... No, no, no. You're, I, I know where you're going, but no. Um, because <laughs> it was originally designed for manual keyboard, manual typewriters. And if you went too fast, they'd the hammers, lock up. Yeah, the hammers lock. And so you had to limit how fast somebody could type. And so they put it in this thing where you actually took an extra second to get to the common letters and stuff like that. <clears throat> and so um, the Dvorak keyboard was designed about. By Mr. Dvorak. By Mr. Dvorak. All right, uh, I know something. But later. <laughs> and, and not John C. Dvorak, is a different guy. Anyway. <laughs> Um, there will be a quiz on the website for at the any end of the show. Yeah. Uh, anyway, cool. I, I always thought it was cool trivia. <laughs> I think it's very cool, man. Yeah. You're so cool. I'm such a geek. All right. <laughs> um, cool. Anything else on Sense Lang you want to? Um, no, that that's all I've really done with it. it. Like it. Thumbs up. Thumbs uh, yeah, up. I like it. Um, anything that's free for the students and yeah. easy to access is good for me that's cool uh speaking of free and i don't know about easy to access but uh i'm free I'm, and easy <laughs> yeah uh, we know that um one of the other things that uh, i'd like to bring to everybody's attention um i it's unclear how useful it'll be in the classroom at this point at that's this a nice stage. segue thank you uh there's a program called or a, a site called secondlife.com now, for those of you who haven't heard of Second Life, it is kind of like The Sims, um, but still, I guess it's like The Sims Online, uh, except it's free, and um, it you can do pretty much anything. It's, it's a character-based, avatar-based, you can call it a chat, I don't know. But unlike The Sims, um, in The Sims you'll have a lot of bots, a yep. lot of computer AIs. Yep. Whereas in Second Life, it's all people. Every every character you see is a real person somewhere from the world. Yep, yep. And uh, been looking at this for for a while, and you know, heard a lot of people talking about it. Duran Duran, woohoo! Just yeah, for those of us from the '80s who remember them, um, just played a concert live. Now I, I'm not entirely sure how that worked because it is a virtual world and they could have just said okay we're gonna play this live ready go and press play on the DVD well maybe player. the singing was live but it could be. the mu music music um. anyway they they did a big concert in second life for some reason um, they trying to get a second life yeah i think they are okay i think they are but uh there are other people who do lectures um some some people who are doing online schooling um, some odd things uh, happening and interesting mm -hmm. um, in Second Life. So uh, you may want to check it out. It might end up being a place where we could develop or, you know, if we can get enough people together who are doing second language learning, 
um, put them in, you know, our, in a second language area in Second Life so that they can talk to people who are either second language learners, well, people who are using English because right. the main, uh, main language for the, for the world is English. So, yeah, there's, as far as we know, there's nothing specifically built in, no place within the Second Life world set for uh, ESL learners. Right. But if people around the world are using it, then they're all using English for the most part. Right. So it's just kind of given as a ESL world. Right, right. And, you know, we just looked at one of the little clips and there are people going to dance clubs and surfing and losers. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do know that there are also um, people who go and get together and listen to podcasts in Second Life. They sit around in a room. And, oh, you know, my gosh. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, so that's that's available. Um, I encourage you to check it out. Um, Scott and I maybe will put something together and go be geek. Yeah, go um, Second Life is definitely something that you need to play around with more than the other two yeah. um, software. Or it's not really software since it's on the web. Webware. Well, it is Life, now Second webware. Life, Second, there you go. There you go. Second Life is more of a software issue. You have to download uh, it. I believe you have to download the the player kind okay. of like you would with uh, Warcraft or D and D. You could do World of Warcraft in class, and you could uh... do World in Work World of Warcraft in class. <laughs> gosh, I wonder how that would work. <laughs> um, but you know, there there are some interesting things out there. You know, YouTube is out there. Uh, Meta Cafe, M E T A Cafe. Um, um, what was the other one? I films, of course, you can get you can pull these shorts and stuff, show them in the class, do you know a lot of little interesting um, things with them. Um, we will be talking more video about video-based um, resources on the web. Yeah. As soon as I get my video-based podcast up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So, um, all right. So Second Life, check it out. Um, and, and that's www.secondlife.com? That's what it came up. All right. Yep. Um, and, you know, give us some feedback on that. What do you think about Second Life? Do you think it'd be, it'll be a useful tool for those of us who are doing this? Um, now, granted, also, it depends where you're teaching. Um, it could be, it would be fine for developed nations yeah. that have uh, high-speed internet access. Yeah, yeah, if you're on a dial-up, forget about it. So, it all depends on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, other options. Uh, other things that are interesting that you should check out. Um, there's a lot going on with blogging. Um, a lot of people have talked about blogging. A lot of people really, really like blogging. Uh, we're going to talk more about blogging on a different show. Because um, we found uh, some folks with some interesting opinions and we're going to bring them on and have a little debate on the, how useful blogging actually is. Right. Um, but you can always, um, if you don't want to spend the time of your class actually writing the blogs, creating the blogs, you can give them, like on Blogspot, you can search by basic 
subject matter yeah. and yeah. they can read other people's blogs and reply to them mm -hmm. and that is useful as well yeah. so yeah. a little uh, reading a little writing a little exactly thinking. but nothing that you actually have to spend time really creating right right and uh, there's a couple there's a bunch of places do a search for blog online good luck yeah. you'll have so much um i usually just start with blogger um you can check out wordpress too live journal is another one that does stuff um live journal is a little older what is it live journal okay um is kind of one of the one of the more original blogging sites and and the next wave of blogging is vlogging yeah which is video blogs <laughs> and that could be great for practicing listening comprehension yep. uh, for your students and then they can reply to the people and these are amateur uh, home productions basically from around the world anyone with a computer and a webcam mm -hmm. can put these together and so you get authentic <laughs> for, <better or> for <laughs> worse well for better or for worse yes um, you can't guarantee the content but you get authentic sp uh, language speaking yeah. Yeah. and that's always a plus yeah and you know if you, for those of you who are uh, YouTube fans uh, go check out YouTube and there's like three or four people well probably more than three or four but three or four names that I keep seeing coming up who are like YouTube superstars and uh, you know and they're just doing video blogs they just go and sit in front of their computer and and can you give us an uh, example? Uh, Boheme is the one that Geiger that keeps coming to mind, coming to mind. But there's an old dude up there. Um, he's like he was born in like 1926. He's he's from Britain. He's a widower, and he really likes blues music. And his first try video was like the top of YouTube for for like the last three weeks. Try video. Hmm. You said his first 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 try. Oh, okay. Is the name of okay. the video. Quote first try. Yeah. Is he crusty? Uh, he wasn't as crusty as I would have as I would have gone for as for the entertainment goes. Right. But uh, he seems like a just sweet old grandpa, you know. So you get authentic English accent. Yeah. Um, listening to someone who's a bit older, which mm -hmm. also affects the way they speak, and yep. so it's rich material that the students have access to. Yep. Um, let's see from that also uh, there's a big debate and we can talk more about it we'll, we probably will talk more about it later uh, with wikipedia.com or wikipedia.org I think they have all of the endings now probably um, Wikipedia is a qualitatively did that come out right uh, I don't know what you're gonna say next so good site okay I want to qualify that it is within some qualifications, it is a good site. It's a great place to start research. If you want a nice general overview on absolutely any topic you can think of, Wikipedia is a good place to start. Is it something that you should have your students be citing for research papers? No. Probably not. But the truthiness of it is, <laughs> is questionable. Yes. Um, you, no, the, the truthiness of it is unquestionable. Oh, that's true. The truth of it is questionable. Exactly. Now, um, for those of you who are not sure with what Wikipedia is, it is an online, it is the online 
encyclopedia. Um, it is, however, user generated and user moderated. And so the quality of each individual article will vary with who's messing around with it at the time. And the little joke that we just had was in reference to this Stephen Colbert. Um, if you guys aren't watching the Colbert Report, what are you doing? <laughs> um, check out youtube.com and search for Stephen Colbert. You'll be good for days. Um, go, uh, but the, the quality of some of the articles, particularly if the article is controversial in any way, um, uh, yeah, not so good, but it's a good place to start because a lot of the site, a lot of the, the entries do have citations where you can go and actually look for other stuff and see where some things came from. I, I like Wikipedia as a starting point. I'm, I'm going to, last semester I was foolish and allowed my students to use it as a resource. <laughs> Never again. It's a truth, uh, truth according to the masses. Yeah. Yep. Which doesn't necessarily mean that it is true yeah, but, on what it is. But I gotta say though, out. some of the articles are, are pretty good. Oh, I'm saying, I would I would even venture maybe the majority. Yeah, yeah. But uh, your students will take it yeah, for yeah. written by God, yeah. and uh, yeah. a lot of it's not. Yeah. And uh, the other bad thing about Wikipedia is uh, students really like to copy and paste out of it. <laughs> and so um, if you want to uh, do a section on plagiarism, Wikipedia is not a bad place to start. <laughs> and um, Scott can give you his personal experience. Hmm. You might want to, uh, a good project, you would think, would have your students contributing yeah. on various yeah. topics. Um, but beware, yeah, and my, Scott will tell you why. My experience was two years ago I had uh, students putting up um, articles and uh, uh, what happened was we were making so many changes to the the Wikipedia base at that point this was what two and a half three years ago so Wikipedia was still fairly small at that time um, the problem was because we were making all of these changes all within this hour they thought they were getting spammed and I got the university blocked um, for about three weeks <laughs> Uh, for making any changes to Wikipedia. But I thought also because of the grammar mistakes and things like that. Well, that was part of it. Okay. Um, but it, they noticed it because they were having all these hits from the same IP address because mm -hmm. we're coming from behind a proxy. Right. Um, yeah, and so there were a lot of grammar mistakes and stuff like that. But my thinking was it's a user-edited site, get something up, and then edit it. Right. Um, so yeah, we got in a little trouble and the problem that I had with it was there was nobody I could go complain to. Um, there's no central authority, no ombudsman where I could go, look, this is what I'm doing. Unblock me and, right. um, and let me, you know, do my project with my kids. And so it was kind of an issue. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't gone back to redo that and I probably would never do it again. How did they unblock us? Uh, just after time, it stops. It's like they put a three-week block up, and okay. after three weeks, it expires. They did the same thing with the House of Representatives in the U.S. Though, so I don't <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, so, but that probably was actual spamming. Yes. Internet yes. is a set of tubes, 
And yes. uh <laughs> it's not a big truck. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, uh with the sound of the music. The hills are alive. <laughs> uh that is pretty much it for this week. Uh it's good to be back. Um uh we'll see what we're doing for timing as far as uh when we're gonna come out with the next show, probably late next week. Visit our forums, um, feel free to email us, let us hear what you think. Yes, let us know you're around. Um, if you're in Japan, maybe uh, if we get enough people interested, then we maybe... Do a road show. Do, do a meet and greet, <laughs> a road show, who knows. Um, you let us know. All right, uh, thanks everybody. Take care.